SAFM Sports Wrap. 6.30 on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Hello and welcome to another edition of SAFM Sports Wrap. Delighted to be with you as we discuss sports at the top of the hour. Uh, plenty to talk about, including uh, including that that pink day ODI. Wow, how special was that? Certainly we're going to be talking, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, cricket. We're going to be talking a little bit of triathlon. Uh, we'll have uh, Olympian Richard Murray on the line again, successful in the uh, uh, World Cup triathlon in Cape Town yesterday. And uh, we'll be chatting to Fadlu Davids of uh, Maritzburg United uh, toward the end of the show as well. The Maritzburg United coach seeing his side into the last 16 of the Nedbank Cup over the weekend amongst the uh, victories for the PSL sides. But um, we were expecting to have an interview with Mitali Raj, but uh, we we'd confirmed everything is uh, going back now four days and literally minutes before we were to go live on air we got a message uh, via media uh, uh, liaison in South Africa that the Board of uh, Cricket Control in India had all of a sudden decided they no longer wanted uh, uh, Mitali Raj to do the interview with us so if you were expecting an interview with Mitali Raj the icon of women's cricket herself uh, disappointingly we're not going to have her on the show tonight and uh, unfortunately too little time to try to uh, make make any uh, alternate arrangements or or, or try to um, justify an interview with her with with people who had uh, agreed on something going back days and then suddenly decided against it. So, disappointingly, we won't have her on. That said, Olympic news for you. Let me uh, give you some results of what's happening today. The uh, 2018 Olympic Winter Games in Pyeongchang, Korea Republic. 24-year-old German biathlete Laura Dahlmeier becoming a double Olympic champion. She won the women's 10-kilometer pursuit. Slovakia's Anastasia Kuzmina was uh, 29.4 seconds behind, beating Anas Bescon of France to silver. Uh, Sochi champion Jamie Anderson of the United States battled challenging crosswinds that had uh, delayed the start of the final to win her second successive Olympic gold in the women's snowboard slope style. The uh, start of the final, which uh, included all of the athletes because qualifying was cancelled yesterday owing to poor weather, had actually been delayed due to the strong winds, but only five riders made it down the first run without falling off in the difficult conditions, which had uh, also included hard snow. Uh, Anderson, though, scoring 83 points to give her an almost uh, 10-point advantage heading into the second run. I can tell you as well, figure skating news, uh, Delightful it was to watch uh, Ice Dance stars to Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore uh, in- inspired Canada to figure skating team title to secure Canada's first gold. It's all cricket now. Australia's uh, cricket captain Steve Smith capped off a gold in 12 months by winning his second Allen Border medal in Melbourne today. Smith, who's hailed as the country's finest batsman since Donald Bradman, polled 246 votes, well ahead of two-time medal winner David Warner and Nathan Lyon. Smith, who had earlier been named Australia's Test Player of the Year for his dominant 12 months with a bat, won his first Border medal in 2015. The 28-year-old is uh, currently the reigning ICC Test Cricketer of the Year. He earned that accolade last month. Tennis News, South Africa's uh, Kenneth Anderson is the top seed at this week's New York Open in Long Island. The uh, 250-level uh, indoor hardcourt tournament was previously called the Memphis Open, but it's re- relocated to Long Island in uh, 2018. Uh, but it is one of the longest-running tournaments in the United States. Anderson, the current World Eleven, leads a field which includes American Sam Querrey and John Isner, a second and third seeds respectively. Football news: Barocca FC will have Donald Makuberu on the bench when they take on Platinum Stars in the Nedbank Cup uh, tie on Wednesday after coach Khuluga Tobajan was suspended by the club over allegations of uh, drinking. Uh, rugby news: I can tell you, Varsity Camp third-round matches today. CUT Ishias have actually just beaten the Madibas, NMMU Madiba. 
Zebras by one point, thirty-eight, thirty-seven. Final score. Having just kicked off Schimler's against Witz and uh, the UCT Ikes against uh, Northwest University Pucker, Marty's and Tucks play at seven o'clock. Further afield, the Irish Rugby Football Union has announced Ireland centre Robbie Henshaw will miss the remainder of the Six Nations with a shoulder injury he suffered during last weekend's fifty-six nineteen win over Italy. The twenty-four-year-old uh, British and Irish Lions back underwent a procedure on his right shoulder earlier today. Just finally, some golf news for you: the Open Championship returning to the home of golf in 2021. The old course will host the 150th Championship of the world's oldest major to mark what uh, the RNA says is a true celebration of golf's original championship and its historic ties to St Andrews. That's just sports news. The Minister of Science and Technology, Grace Naledi Mandisa Pandor, made regulations for the protection of the declared Karoo Central Astronomy Advantage Areas and published the regulations in Government Gazette number 41321 under Notice number 1411 on 15 December 2017. These regulations shall become operational on the date to be determined by the Minister by notice in the Gazette, which shall not be later than a year after the date these regulations were published. For inquiries, contact Mr. Mere Khampe, email address mere.khampe at dst.gov.za or dial 012-843-6644. SAFM Sports Wrap. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader and uh, wow. I couldn't believe this when I heard this because two weeks ago, Heinrich Klaassen couldn't even get tickets to the Pink uh, Day, One Day International. But as fate would have it, he turned out to be uh, the hero on the day as South Africa managed to claim a five-week win of uh, the uh, Duckworth-Lewis method over the uh, Indians on Saturday at the Bullring. Great to see the uh, Proteus wicketkeeper batsman scoring a, a, a fantastic 43 of 27 balls, unbeaten. And uh, South Africa... In the end, uh, not quite saving the series, but find themselves in a very, uh, well, a, a lot more buoyant mood, shall we say, following uh, the opening three losses to the Indians. Delighted to say we've got the uh, hero of Saturday on the line. Henrik, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Thanks for having me. It's great to chat to you. Congratulations on the win and the performance, but 48 hours later, has it sunk in yet? No, I definitely have sunk in it, but um, it's time to focus on tomorrow night's game, and the job goes on. Yeah, that's the that's the problem, though. You get straight back into it. I suppose you know, wonderful to have achieved the win and the solid individual performance, but the job, you know, is is still not done. Two ODIs, of course, to go in the six uh, match series. A uh, bit of an uphill task to avoid a series defeat. Um, definitely, um, it's hard work. That's gonna lie of us. Um, but we see it as a semi-final, and that's probably good bet for us for next year's World Cup. I, I'm not going to say anything about semi-finals in South Africa, let's, let's, but I, I do get the point that what you're talking about. I mean, it is good to to to, to play it in the sense that you've got you got two matches to go, and you need those two wins because uh, ultimately you want to save the series. Uh, I mean, a series loss on home soil wouldn't be ideal, particularly after the buoyant uh, mood that South Africa were in following the series win in the Tests. Yeah, definitely. Um, but um, it's probably the best way you're going to train for um, pressure situations and once of games. Um, I think this is the best time that we will have it. Um, so, but the boys are pumped. Um, we're super keen to go out tomorrow, especially after the it was on Saturday. Yeah, look, you talk about training for pressure situations, but uh, I mean, you were thrust into a bit of a pressure situation on uh, on Saturday and managed to come out in spectacular form. Uh, any, anybody who's actually watched you bat in domestic cricket will know that you're actually quite an industrious batsman. But how did you approach your your innings? I mean, it was only your second what second one day international against one of the world's best teams. Yeah, 
yeah, I was a bit nervous at the spot. Um, a lot of the guys just told me um, on my debut game, I just need to get past the first five, six balls, and then but, um, it will become a normal cricket game that we've been playing for my whole life. So um, I just try to get through that first couple of balls, run the ball, um, make sure I don't put a lot of pressure on myself. And then obviously having David Miller on the other end, um, hitting the ball as far as he does, how to take the pressure off. So just to, I just went in there to see how quickly I can calm down and get myself into the game. Uh, and how how quickly have you calmed down? And does it help the, by the fact that you know you 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 feel very much a part of the game as a as a wicketkeeper and got yourself into the game perhaps already by keeping wicket beforehand? Um, yeah, wicketkeeping is a bit different than going out there and batting needed eight and over. Um, but I probably calmed down after that no ball that got Dave's yes. wicket, and he pinged the next over for twenty. And they didn't uh, settle down a little bit, and I knew that the fight is on. Um, we we're gonna do something special here. Listen, as special as your own innings was, I mean, you got a chance to watch David Miller and uh, Andy Lepatlikwayo as well hitting some enormous shots in the in the closing stages of of the match. I mean, what was it like from the opposite end of the pitch to see some of those shots? No, that's definitely the best seat in the house um, to to be next to them or on the opposite side of them. Um, they are two phenomenal players and probably the two guys that hit the ball the furthest in South Africa cricket. So um, it was just a good shot. Uh, I got to ask you about Aidan Markram. I mean, a uh, very young guy as well who's been thrust uh, into 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 uh, the captaincy role already in the absence of a couple of uh, senior players. Uh, wh- what's it like for Aidan Markram? I mean, you, you're both relatively new additions to the the One Day International squad, as are many of your teammates. I mean, what, what what's it like for him at the moment? How do you feel he's coping, and, and how is he as a captain on the pitch? Ah, he's a phenomenal captain. I've had a lot of cricket with him, um, so I know what he's capable of. Um, obviously, it's a hard pressure. Captaining your country at such a young age, um, but he, 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 he's coping. Um, I think he's doing a good job under the circumstances. Um, and I think we're going to see him a lot in, in that colours. I think uh, I think a lot of people have predicted great things for uh, for Aidan Markham as a as a cricketer going forward. But from your from your own perspective, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard you say you know I couldn't get tickets for the the Pink Day One Day International a couple of weeks ago, and and there you were a very centre of attention in the the closing stage. I mean, what what sort of ambitions and hopes did you have as a as a cricketer? Yeah, the dream was always to play for your country, um, and. Yeah, that just shows you how quickly your life can change in not being in the squad two weeks ago, still playing or prepping for a four-day um, competition. And then my girlfriend asking me for tickets for the pink day. She really wanted to go watch and we don't get tickets for Wanderers Stadium being a Titans cricketer. Yeah. Um, and then just being part of the game, it's just unreal how quickly everything can change in your life. Uh, it certainly has uh, flipped on its head. I mean, obviously, we we don't wish uh, Quinton de Kock uh, any any anything uh, wrong. I mean, it's it, it is a bit of a toll the, the injuries that have suddenly hit South Africa. I mean, Faftup to see among uh, among those that have also been injured as well, which is a bit of a concern from a personnel perspective. Though it has provided many younger players with the opportunity to to stake a claim for for position going forward. 
Speaking of personnel, do you, do you expect a bit of a change in personnel for the, the one day international in, in PE tomorrow? I mean, maybe a couple of spinners? Yeah, I think we will definitely bring a couple of spinners. Um, different conditions and require different type of players. One is obviously always quick and bouncy, so we pick the um, quickest. Um, P is normal, slow, and turns quite a bit, so obviously you need to adjust to different um, conditions. Heinrich, uh, you know, you, you're a batsman who's proved on domestic level that you can pretty much bat anywhere in the lineup at the moment, but uh, I presume, you know, you're one of those players who is going to be thrust into a situation, maybe you'll bat four one day, bat seven another day, and sort of be thrust into the lineup at, at various stages of, of an innings. For you, is is there a position you'd like to bat, or are you just really glad that you're in the team and you'll bat anywhere right now? Yeah, no, for me, I just want to play. Um, <laughs> if that requires me to open the batting or bat 11, I just want to play. So, like I said, it's just you need to adapt to different conditions and situations, and luckily, um, it fits quite in my game plan. Listen, I mean, you, you're part of a, a Titans squad that is uh, coached by one of the great South African players in Mark Boucher. You, uh, you're surrounded by some of the best players in, in the country as well. H- how much do you draw on the advice of, of the people like Faf Duplessis, like, uh, like Quinton de Kock, like Mark Boucher and that? And how, how did that prepare you for this international debut that you were thrust into? Um, I rely massively on them, um, especially Mark Boucher. He's been good to me for the last two years. Um, you know it's not going very well and I now operate mentally and those things um, but a lot of the guys just told me it's another game of cricket I just need to get past the first couple of balls and then it's just about coping and doing what I've been doing the last year and a bit um, so yeah getting advice from them and getting to a good mental space um, I think was the key how far? I actually want to ask you about that. The shot that you played, where you marched a meter and a half wide of your stumps to actually get to the ball to play it. How far would you actually go to to play a shot, Heinrich? Um, well, that that situation, I think um, boundary was required. Um, at Tux with the other brain, we used to do a lot of drills, getting balls into different positions on the field. Um, or gaps into the field and he will throw it on the offside and then I have to get it to fine leg. Mm. For somehow you need to get your body into a position to do it. So it might look strange, but we actually train for situations like that and to maneuver the ball into certain gaps. Um, I'm just very pleased I pulled it off um, under high pressure. So all that training over the last four or five years at Tucks in those places paid off. Well, uh, Heinrich, it was a, sp- a splendid innings by you. Uh, it was great to see you uh, putting in the uh, solid performance, both with gloves and indeed with the, uh, with the bat, becoming the uh, Pink Day One Day International hero. I certainly wish you everything of the best in the remaining two One Day Internationals, and uh, I certainly wish you everything the best in your future Proteus career. Once again, thanks for flying the flag high. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. For every bit of news, be confident that SABC News will bring you all sides of the story straight from the source. We should never, ever humiliate President Zuma. He's a employee of the African National Congress. President Jacob Zuma and President Ramaphosa are actually talking about the coordination between the Tuli and government. It's better for the country to put a caretaker in a TV place and for the president of the ANC to focus on revival of the ANC, to 
position it for 2019 election. Stay tuned and informed. Make SABC News the number one source of news. Have you been hit by Cupid's arrow? Then love is on the way. SAFM and SA Express are giving away a weekend special to you and your loved one. Tune in and stand a chance to win flights and accommodation to a surprise destination. For more information, go to our social media pages at SAFM Radio and you and your lucky partner might just be our lovers of fortune. SAFM and SA Express, showing you love this Valentine's month. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. She, ah, Valentine's Day. I even forgot this this week, eh? Yeah. Just two days away from Valentine's Day. Phineas and Dover, sound engineer, has got an enormous smile on his face. I say enormous. He loves Valentine's Day. It's his second favourite day after his birthday. Yes, even more so than Christmas and New Year. That's it. Getting on with the show, uh, let's talk uh, Let's talk about uh, one of, one of, one of uh, the men who really does fly the South African flag, particularly high, Olympian Richard Murray, who uh, successfully defended his Discovery World Cup uh, triathlon title in Cape Town yesterday. Uh, uh, and good to see Henry Skuman as well, making it a South African one too. I'm delighted to say uh, Richard Murray's on the line. Richard, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening. Great to, great to be back on uh, SAFM and uh, back, in, back in country, back to Africa. Yeah, it's good to chat to you. And it's, it's good to see you injury-free in the country. I mean, you, you, you were happily high-fiving spectators on your way to the win and an interesting victory jump over the line there. The race seemed very comfortable for you. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I've got a good poker face. Uh, you know, some of the times it can look like I'm, I'm, I'm 100% a control, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a controlled hurt. Uh, you could put it like that. Uh, but definitely, yeah, it was a great start to the season and, uh, uh, you know, great, great moving in the right direction for, for this time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I suppose very important start to the year, as you say, leading up to the Commonwealth Games you got in, uh, in Gold Coast in April, eh? Yes, yeah, that's uh, the big focus this year. Obviously, Commonwealth Games, uh, second down to Olympic Games. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, definitely, definitely an important one leading up to there. And uh, we just came back from Vintage Namibia, the training camp there for mm. a couple of weeks at altitude. And, uh, yeah, it paid dividends again, the same as it did last year. So, yeah, and it's obviously yeah, quite important for me, uh, you know, to stay on the top of the podium in, in Cape Town, being at uh, obviously my home, home city. Yeah, how do you feel about the Gold Coast though as a venue after that uh, that ah, that horrid crash that you had? Uh, was it 2016? Yeah, because it nearly put pay to your Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was like four months before before Rio Olympics, so it was uh, definitely a tough call uh, coming back after four months to race in the Olympics. Uh, but uh, yeah, I went there, and uh, the year after, I managed to get away with a second second position uh, last year. So definitely managed to redeem itself after 2016 and. Uh, yeah, um, this year we're getting twice back to Gold Coast, uh, once for uh, Commonwealth Games and then at the end of the year for the grand final of the World Triathlon Series. So uh, plenty of uh, you know East-West flying this year, for sure. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I'll, I'll be seeing you in Australia, that's for sure. But uh, I want to ask about Henry Skuman. I mean, uh, wh- what is your relationship like with uh, Henry Skuman, both on the personal level and a uh, competitive level? Um, yeah, we, I mean, we're both uh, two level-headed uh, you know, top athletes and... Uh, yeah, it's definitely, you know, the competition, uh, I think, both from him and myself uh, kind of drives, you know, drives the multi-sports and obviously the triathlon triathlon circuit as well, you know, as well as Vian Suvok. Also, he, he's had a recent, yes. recent uh, injury as of recent, which uh, last time we, we we got one, two, three on the podium here in Cape Town last year. Uh, but, yeah, definitely, you know, we're on, we're on great terms and, uh, you know, we're both buying, jockeying for position in, 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 you know, the IT circuit and the triathlon world. But it's, uh, 
you know, definitely mutual respect between the two of us. And uh, yeah, no, it's great. We have a pretty, pretty reasonable, good relationship. Can I just ask you how you balance training, rest, and recovery? Because triathlon is not uh, not something that is is is, is, uh, is sort of mild and meek. I mean, your your body goes through some serious physical challenges. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there are a few occasions where I wish I was a, a runner or just a road <laughs> cyclist, and I could have an afternoon off uh, here and there and have a nice beer. But uh, you know, it's definitely uh, it's a full-on lifestyle, you know, which is uh, which is something I enjoy. You know, uh, you got to live a healthy lifestyle. You can't just uh, you know, do the sport and away from it, you know, change, change who you are. So it's a, it's, it's a healthy lifestyle. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's great. So, you know, I've got to get to bed early because, you know, the training's very, very serious. And a lot of the time we get to have a sleep during the, the middle of the day, which most people don't get to do. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, a very, a very tough lifestyle and a tough sport, but, uh, you know, obviously re- rewarding in itself as well when, uh, you know, you get to stand on the podium and, uh, you know, have everyone that you know come and watch you, you compete in, in your hometown is, uh, you know, those are the, the cherries on the cake, really. You, you mentioned tough lifestyle, and it is a tough sport, undoubtedly, uh, Richard. But in terms of in terms of travel, I mean, I, I you know I, I used to be somebody who was particularly fit when I was at home. But when I found myself traveling a lot uh, and traveling frequently as well, I, I found that my diet sort of went a little out the window. That I didn't train as much, even though I'd go for a run on a beach or you know walk around places. How do you, how do you sort of balance that that lifestyle aspect, and how do you keep up your your training and routine? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, the, the traveling east and west is, is very hard on the body. Um, so you, you obviously got to take it easy just before you leave to try and make sure you're not too tired when you get on a long-haul travel. Uh, and then, uh, you know, just get up, move around a lot while you're flying and traveling, trying to sit down for too long. And, uh, yeah, I think there's, uh, you know, the thing of getting to the other side of the world and being completely jet-lagged and training that day is really tough. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, all part of it. Uh, you know, a lot of times you don't want to go to work and you're really tired, but you have to do it anyway. So it's a kind of a similar similar outlook and, and, and look look into it. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it definitely is tough, you know, being jet-lagged and sometimes not even getting on a time zone and flying back uh, can be pretty tough. But, uh, yeah, after a few few years of doing it, you kind of get to know how your body feels and, and how it responds. So it's kind of a telltale sign of how you're feeling most of the time. So, But it's, yeah, not easy. <laughs> it, it must be done. It must be done. But, uh, look, um, what is it like being, I mean... <laughs> This is the problem, though. I mean, you know, people talk about, uh, say, Lionel Messi would be the greatest footballer the world ever seen if he wasn't around at the same time as Cristiano Ronaldo. Same thing in reverse, vice versa. Richard, I mean, you you are very well respected. You are, but the the problem is, you exist in the in the in the era of the Brownleys. I mean, it's 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 a ridiculously competitive. Uh, it's great for triathlon. Don't get me wrong, but to have the Brownleys around, they are tough competitors they are tough customers to to beat what's what's that like how does it drive you yeah i mean it's uh you know i've been racing against them since you know since i was about 15 uh racing against them the first time in duathlon world champs well yeah when i was i think about 14 odd years ago um so you know i've known them for for a good long time you know they're extremely fierce competitors uh you know swim bike and run uh they've got you know strength in all three disciplines uh but it's, uh, yeah, obviously getting myself trying to get better every year. Um, obviously, I have beaten them on a few occasions, which uh, I think are my, almost my career highlights, mm. <laughs> I'd say. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously beating the best guys in the world is a very, very difficult thing to do. And uh, to do it on a regular occurrence is even more difficult. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, this year coming around, Com Games uh, is a sprint distance race as well. And uh, in 2014, it was... Uh, Olympic distance race, so it's a shorter distance, and I say a little bit better over the shorter distance than the Olympic. Uh, so it could be, you know, my favorite a little bit the event, hopefully. And uh, 
yeah, coming down to the 5K race, I think, uh, you know, I've definitely got it against them to, to be able to run with them on the 5K for sure and, and hopefully take them out. So we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes in, in Commonwealth Games this year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to the triathlons. One of the uh, events that I've definitely marked out as, uh, as, uh, as, as one to look out for. Just in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, something completely different, my producer mentioned to me that you are filming a movie at the moment. Is this something you can tell us anything about? Is this, or are you want um, the contract yeah, no. not to mention anything? No, 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 no. I've, no, I've recently signed with uh, Orca, Orca Wetsuits and uh, Triathlon Wear um, ah. from Spain. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing just doing a – it's not a movie like a, you know, full-time movie. It's uh, just more for, you know, for advertising and things like that with the company. But it's, uh, yeah, definitely a company that, it, that I've, you know, wanted to, to get with. They, the original guys stopped making wetsuits and tri-suits for mm. triathlon. Uh, and yeah, I've signed with them until until uh, Tokyo 2020. So oh. looking forward to that. Oh, delighted to hear that. Yeah, I, I presume the ultimate aim for you though is Tokyo 2020. I mean, you'll you'll be looking for the gold there. That's yeah. I'll be 31 then, so hopefully you know that must the prime number for me <laughs> to you know to be able to do well. And uh, yeah, I mean, 2012, I was 17 of the games at the Olympics in London, and uh, then I was fourth. Uh, I wouldn't say due to my broken collarbone. I'm sure it assisted in 2016. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, 2020, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be on, uh, you know, top form of my career then. Fantastic. Well, Richard Murray, I tell you what, uh, you, you, you're looking fantastic at the start of this year. I wish you everything the best in this Commonwealth Games year, and I certainly wish you everything the best as you build up towards 2020. Thanks for chatting to us again. No, thank, thank, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, cheers, cheers for the call, and I hope to chat to you guys soon. SAFM Sports Wrap. SFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk football now. Maritzburg United, uh, an opportunity then to uh, to talk with Fadlu Davids. Uh, as Maritzburg United managed to beat Swallows FC three one after extra time on Saturday, they advanced to the uh, last sixteen of the Nedbank Cup. Uh, Fadlu Davids is going to be joining us in just a moment, I believe. Uh, just an update uh, of what is happening in terms of the 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 uh, rugby scores for you. Ah, okay. I believe we can go straight to uh, Fudley Davids now. Fudley, uh, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Uh, congratulations on advancing, but uh, what did you make of that performance? Yeah, I think it was uh, um, a professional performance in the end of our game to exercise. We did the ground in the past, to the past, and yeah, we managed to... Uh, uh, sorry, Fadu, if I can just ask you to, uh, to to hold the phone away from your ear or something or dance around or turn around and <laughs> step into the wind. I don't know what it is, but there, there seems to be a little bit of a, a, a funny sound on the line. Um, but let, let's talk about the, the, the 120 minutes at this stage of the season. What, was, was that, you feel, a disadvantage for you? No, not at all. We really. might have been you know, some, some players needed the, the game time to be able to build up their game in terms of game match. So, in the end, uh, it worked out that we grew to the next round. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, we had four players uh, suspended, and uh, now we throw our names in the hats on Thursday uh, evening to do the draw. Yeah, ex- exactly. I mean, the four, four were, there were suspensions of the seven changes you made, but, you know, when, when you look back on it now, seven changes maybe a little too much for consistency's sake? No, it was the best uh, available uh, team um, without forced extensions because the Saluka came back. Uh, we gave Richard a four year uh, but Pongani finally has done well in the first couple of games of the season. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, um, 
I think at the end uh, we achieved our, our progress, our goal. Um, guys come back now. We are doing league and uh, yeah, that's what the best we are for now. The league and all uh, the other next round comes up. Indeed, uh, on on that point, I mean the, the the club's best ever finish is in prospect this season, uh, Fadlu. H- how are you actually breaking down the remaining ten league matches? It's effectively a third of the season that remains. Yeah, I think it's about uh, consistency. You know, we have to uh, kind of find uh, a little bit of way in terms of our our structures now with uh, the loss of Evans and Ziki to be able to speak uh, a little bit easier. It remains to do our principles in how we want to play, attacking, uh, uh, really keeping the high intensity style. But of course, uh, we have to find different avenues, different ways uh, to attack to be able to, uh, um, yeah, tweak things a bit uh, to be able to display uh, the players. I mean, in their the different shape that they have to be able to score goals. Yeah, I think ultimately uh, Evans Rosicke would have been a loss to any team. Uh, you, you happy and confident the players you have though can fulfil his role? Uh, Felicia, obviously, with a brace over the weekend uh, amongst those. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've, I've completely been Felicia, Mahamo Kati, Luan Lachigasi, the three strikers uh, I still have uh, left in the squad in the uh, a couple of months left of the season. And uh, we want to, of course, finish uh, in the top eight. That's the main target. Uh, and, of course, uh, try to um, go into the next round of the next bank. And, yeah, but, but for now, it's like it's in the game. I'll be the game. Yeah, indeed. You've got a couple of uh, interesting matches coming up because potential banana peel matches because uh, they're all in the bottom half of the log at the moment with Amazulu, the Platinum Stars, Supersport United, Bidvest Fitz, Pulaguani City. So some interesting fixtures indeed. But Fadlu Davis, you started the season uh, particularly well and I think you're certainly on course for uh, a great finish. Thanks for your time this evening and best of luck looking forward. Thanks, appreciate it. Fadlu David's youngest coach in the PSL. He's just 36 years old, would you believe? Anyhow, that's all we've got time for tonight. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, show. Uh, just a reminder that coming up after the news is the talk shop with Naled Mulo and Griselda Dudumajda, so don't go anywhere. Uh, Brad Brown is in tomorrow between 6.30 and 7 from the SFM Sports Wrap team tonight. Producer Luo Lomkalipi, sound engineer Phineas Ndoba and me, Dwayne DeLocca. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.